We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. Whether you're a duck or whether you're a beaver, your fantasy team needs a new receiver. It's Danny and Dusty at lunchtime every day. Maybe you're a tortured fan of Rip City. Danny and Dusty are here to take pity, hoping there's not a center with bad knees on the way. Talking noon till three, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Yep, I'm singing again, cause they haven't said I can't. Danny and Dusty love the teams the rest of us revile. Raising a Blazers banner would make it all worthwhile. Noon till three. An Odyssey station. Hour number three on Danny and Dusty, and it's 2 o'clock, which means it's time for our NFL picks for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Ross with the winner, winner, chicken dinner this week. We roasted three and two this weekend? Again. 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 Three and two this weekend bumps you up to over 500. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. As you were 51%. You are beating the house. 21 and 19, baby. Humbabe. Jeff Ross, 21 and 19 on the season. Not beef, baby. Dusty, 19 and 21. I am 24, 14 and 2. Whoop, whoop. That's pretty cool, I guess. Not too oh, That was shit. the wrong drop. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty cool, I guess. It is pretty cool. It is very cool, I guess. Wow! <laughs> Jeff Russ, you lead us off. You went three and two. Kick us off, buddy. Well, Jags are out of bye this week, so I have to pick five different completely, you know, other games. They're, I, I've been, I think now including last week, I'm six and two on my Jags picks on the season. First mm. year we took it to the limit. Uh, that's right. Uh, we're going to take this to Kansas City hosting the Dolphins. The Chiefs are one and a half point favorites. Uh, they've been struggling lately, but they're going back home. Miami has not beaten a team with a winning record since week three of last year. Mm. I'm going to stick with that and give me the Chiefs minus All one right. and a half. I'm going to go against that pick mm. because they're not in Kansas City. They're in Frankfurt, oh, that's Germany. Right. Damn it. And here's why I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are leaving five days in advance for the trip. Mm-hmm. 
The Chiefs are leaving tomorrow. I st- we talked about this literally last year. Yeah. There is zero reason for you to not pack up and go early. Well, I was well, re- like on Monday. I was reading I was reading this uh Joe Pampliano, you know, he's yes. like a sports business kind of yeah. uh, crossover the media adjacent. guy. Yeah, he had a a really good um he had a really good kind of breakdown of this and because he covers F1 Formula 1 mm-hmm. racing and he said, "Look, like if you if you go by the way the F1 does it, if you travel more than 5 hours five in your time zones, mm-hmm. then and you don't give yourself 5 days or more to adapt." Yes. Then you should just stick to your normal sleep schedule, so your body doesn't get thrown out, out of balance. That would mean that if the Chiefs players were to go to bed at say nine o'clock at night in Kansas City, mm-hmm. that's three a.m. in Frank in Germany in Frankfurt where they're playing. Mm-hmm. Their game is at two thirty p.m. So you can't even like get a full allotment of sleep if you try to keep your body clock similar. So because they're going two days before the game, they're going to be thrown off. Period. Yes. Because staying at home and uh, like trying to acclimate even while you're at home, it doesn't work the no. same because of the daylight and all that, all yes. that stuff. Your circadian rhythms. So uh, like somebody did their homework here for this one. Joe Pompliano did the homework, and it I'm just gonna write it. <laughs> Look, I went two and three last week, so. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go against basically every rule that exists, and I'm going to go against the Steelers at home against a rookie quarterback. I am taking the Titans, or as I put it on the the dock, the Titans, tight ants. That is a Titans plus three at the Steelers. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a road dog. (laughs) I'm going to take the Titans and Will Levis. I'm I'm riding the Will Levis wave against Mike Tomlin, who eats rookies for breakfast. Tight ants kind of sounds like what you get when you see – Ant Simons play well in a basketball game. I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> you get your tight ants going on. Uh, we've got the Packers hosting the Rams uh, as three and a half point favorites. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, so give me that road dog. <laughs> Rams plus three and a half. Oh my gosh, are we just going against each other and everything today? Also, you want to know why the Bring Rams it. the Rams are not favored? Matthew Stafford's probably out. Yep. And that's why I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> that's the thing. It said I, I, everybody was like questionable on there. I didn't even see Stafford. It, going, it's, it's not a good question. I'm going yeah, Packers. And the reason why I'm going Packers is because, remember, that was the bet that I told uh, Ryan Horvath I would be placing that's at right. the time of our interview Packers. yesterday. And I did it, so I'm going to ride with it. I like where you're going. Packers. I like where you're going. Uh, I am going to go Eagles minus three at home against the Cowboys. This has stinky line written all over it, but I'm taking it. Birds, Cowboys. I I feel like this is a game where the Cowboys are going to be all up in their feelings about it, and the Eagles are going to go, oh, okay, we're going to take care of you again. And it's going to be super anticlimactic, and it's a 10-point game. I I know the Cowboys' defense is good. It's really good. And the Eagles haven't looked great, and they're a little dinged up. Yeah. Don't trust Dak Prescott. Also, a little reminder for the the poll, who would you trust more the rest of the season, Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott was crushed in that poll, 72 to 28%. Yeah. All right. uh, I am also on that game, and uh, I think this speaks for itself. (laughs) Eagles, baby. Fly, Eagles, fly. That's right.
Uh, the Houston Texans are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're two and a half point favorites. Houston, actually, they're starting to get some things together. They're, I think they're two and one at home on the season. They're playing at home. I still don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't know if I ever will. Uh, it's me- undeniable, which means it can't be denied. Mm. That's right. Uh, Houston's two and a half point favorites. Give me that. Oh, it's oh, me. Huh? Am I up? No, it's you. Yeah. Give it I'm to up. me all day. I am going to feel very uncomfortable about that drop that Jeff Russ just said <laughs> and played. And then I'm going to move on to uh, my next game. And this one is is a tough one for me because I don't trust them. Mm. But I feel like they may have found something, and I don't trust their opponent even more. Mm. Go Chargers. Go. Oh, yeah, I stayed away from Minus three and a half. On the road, playing the Jets. I'm going road favorite, which is a rough. And I'm taking uh, the Chargers to win on the road. Uh, I am doing something against my better judgment, and I am betting on the Raiders for the second time this season. Raiders minus one and a half, getting the fired their crappy coach boost against the Giants, who are a despicably awful team. Please, Raiders, you cannot lose to the Bears and the Giants in the same season. Although, if you do, I won't be that mad because you are going for a quarterback. Remember that. So, wait a minute. You are telling me... That you didn't trust the Chargers at all against the Jets, but you're going to trust the Aiden O'Connell-led Raiders? It's the over- Giants. The Jets had to beat them in overtime. Okay, you're ta- <laughs> You act like you're not talking about the Raiders. I am. I am. I know where my head's at. I'm, the only reason I'm going for this is the coach bump. The We got rid of the A-hole in charge bump. That's, that's what I'm writing here. I'm actually kind of hoping that they don't win. This is actually a game that I'm I'm talking about a line here. I am not putting money on. This is what desperate people sound and yes, look like. This, look, I am, <laughs> you are pleading right now. I, I am justifying this in my head. I have played every other game this season on my 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 app. I will yeah. not play this game because right. I don't trust it enough right. to put money on. This, right. is, this is Danny's like dear six pound mm-hmm. eight ounce sweet baby Jesus. Yes, hundred percent. Right. I, I am looking at the stages of grief right now. Um, of the seven <laughs> stages of grief, you've bargaining? gone through anger. We're now in bargaining, yeah. and then yeah. you'll get to sadness, depression, yeah. denial, shock, acceptance, yeah. uh, and guilt. That's the Kubler Ross, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sure, I don't know here it works I, for I, me. Well, we have five. Yeah, Kubler Ross has five. Uh, well, come on, somebody needed to make a, a buck, so they added, they added two more, more steps. There you go. You, denial, anger, bargaining. You're in the third stage I'm of bad. this I'm, I'm, I'm because at the beginning of the year, you 100 percent were in denial of how bad that team was going to be, and USC, 100 percent denial. 97 percent. 97 percent. Still there. Anger is uh, something that you have. We're still seeing it with SC. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And now you're bargaining. Yeah. All right. No, the anger will take over when they somehow manage to win two more games and get themselves out of a spot to draft a quarterback. No, that's when you hit the fourth step, which is depression. Oh, yeah, that one. That's yeah. going to hit like a truck. Good thing, though. You got me that bottle of tequila. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Casamigos. A little, little sip, sip, sip <laughs> Uh Buffalo at Cincinnati. I feel like, I don't want to say they're headed in opposite directions, but Cincinnati seems to be trending more upward than Buffalo. Uh, They've won their last three straight against two pretty good teams. Uh, Oh, and the Cardinals. Uh, But they're favored by Buffalo over one and a half, or by one and a half. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus one and a half. Okay. Cincinnati minus one and a half. I don't know. 
I, it scares me. Yeah. Staying away. That's why I'm going to take the uh, my final one is I'm taking the under Steelers Titans tonight. 37 is the over under. Just don't feel it. Yeah. I don't feel like the Steelers are going to score. A super low number. And I have a feeling that you have Mike Tomlin, rookie quarterback, and a rookie quarterback. Dial some up for him. Yeah. No. Yeah, but. Mike Tomlin hasn't faced a rookie quarterback by the name of Willie Jeans. Yeah, such that's so. Or Billy Jeans, excuse me. Billy Jeans, Will, Le- Billy Will Jeans. Levis, which yes. looks like Will Levi's. Yeah. Yes, Billy Look, Jeans. Billy Jeans is a great nickname. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty good one. Apparently, I screwed up the order. I, I have two left. I'm taking Bucks plus three and a half at the Texans, ladies and gentlemen. That's a road dog. <laughs> um, uh, plus three and a half. I think the Texans win this game, but I think this is one of those like 21-23 games. Okay. So the Bucks cover, but the Texans win. Okay. I think that's the world we're living in here. That's I could fair. that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And then I'm going spicy again. Another, another road dog. Seahawks <laughs> plus six <laughs> at the Ravens. I don't that line is big. It's a big that line. A big that's line. what I was like. You're giving the Seahawks six points. I know they're flying across the country. Yeah, and they don't do well in that they early do window. Really, really. Like the West teams do really bad in the, in the early window. The Seahawks specifically are awful yeah. in the early window. But it's like yeah, six. That. Six is a big number. Yeah. So taking the points. Do you know what Lamar Jackson's record is against the NFC? And this is weird. I saw. I saw his. It's either wildly good or wildly yeah. bad. It's not going to be anything. Anything in no. between. Because I saw the audio clip of him where he was told his record against the NFC, and he plugged his ears and went na 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 na. He's like, I don't want to know this because it doesn't matter. He's seventeen and one against the NFC. Ooh. I mean, that doesn't mean by plus six. I mean, he could win by one. Yeah. Right. But that is a. That is an anomaly yeah. among a league of anomalies. Yes. Is Lamar Jackson being 17 and 1? You're a full New England's Patriots against the NFC. Oh my gosh. All right. I got one more. Mm. Uh, Monday night football, the Chargers and the Jets. Uh, the the Chargers, look, they've lost two, they won two, they lost two, they've won one. It's time for one more W before mm. a loss. So give me the Chargers minus three and a half. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The picks, lock them in, only for entertainment purposes, clearly, of course. So we do here every week, Thursday at 2 o'clock, our NFL picks. When we come back, oh my gosh. Look, the college football playoff uh, picture is becoming clear. There's a team that's not in the top five that a lot of folks are talking about. That can be up here on Danny and Dusty, 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mama told me not to. I did anyway misbehaving. Dad said don't, but I said I'm gonna misbehaving. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Catching crawl dads and playing with a stick. That's right, Russ. Just for you, I'm letting you play. The College World Playoff has been released, and the Pac-12 is not in the top four. But at number five, the Washington Huskies, the only undefeated team uh, in the Power Five that is sitting there licking their chops with a nice, juicy win against the Oregon Ducks and... If you go across the country, there are a lot of folks out there that have praise for the old Quackers. Yeah, and rightfully so. I think after um, the performance up in Seattle, there was like this lingering of, man, that was a really good team. Really good really good team, really good a game. Really good football yep. game that we had up there. But then bouncing back in the ensuing weeks and seeing – I think there is value in this because we talked about this after, you know, the lackluster performances that we saw from Washington, mm-hmm. that we saw from uh, who? Who are the other teams? The the Midwest teams that we saw. Oh, Notre, oh is uh, Notre Dame and USC? Mm-hmm. Like they both just kind of looked lethargic mm-hmm. after rivalry games, and it's really hard after a rivalry game to get amped up again and yeah. to carry it over to the next week. And, and Oregon looked really slow against Washington State even yep. at following that. Like, it, there was a slow crawl, and it's like, gosh, it just doesn't sit right. But they ended up expounding that lead, and it looked did it convincingly. And then what Oregon did down at Utah, they're getting a ton of credit nationally yes, for it. because Kyle Whittingham has got a program that doesn't get punked. And they got punked last week. And if we're being quite honest... If any other team in the country is as beat up as Utah is, mm-hmm. and that performance happens the way that it, it shook out, they're getting then, a lot of excuses. Then people are going. Right nah, so. I mean, Oregon beat up on a on a weak Utah team, but it's Kyle Whittingham's team that always it, brings it. There is a history and a tradition that mm-hmm. Kyle Whittingham has built, and it is an earned reputation mm-hmm. that no matter who goes down. They're still going to be tough. And 29 of 30 games, one at home and 18 in a row at home, that feeds to that. Yes, 100%. They don't, it, what happened to them, it does not happen to, to other teams. And I think one thing that people are starting to see that wasn't there at the beginning of the year, and I've been talking about this and we've on the show have talked about this quite often, is the growth and development that we have seen on the defensive line in particular. Mm-hmm. Right in the front seven defensively, in particular, where they moved some safeties up into the box and they were playing speed 53 and a third, right? Sideline to sideline, they want to make sure that they can cover everything. Justin Jacobs has gotten healthy, they got a little bit more lead in the pencil uh, back behind the, the defensive line. Mm-hmm. But the rotation of the defensive line is something that it takes time to get used to playing that few of snaps, but being that dominant, sure. And what we have seen over the last handful of weeks, and we first started to see him kind of turn that corner at Texas Tech. We saw them turn that corner in the second half against Washington. 
that comfort level, and then when they are leaning on teams because they play 12 guys, that goes a long way. And that's where you hear guys like Urban Meyer on his podcast Mm -hmm. when he's talking about what team looks like the best one in the country. Who's kind of just laying out there you think could could really jump uh, in the next four weeks? You just put videotape as a guy that's watched tape forever. And I'm saying Oregon might be the best team in the country, just on videotape. Wow. And that offense, defense, kicking, that's the way they play. They play really hard. They're really well coached. Um, and But they lost. So, yeah. you know, I'm the head coach. Just say don't lose because we have a great team. But you did lose. But on videotape, I'm saying from a lot of years of experience, it's hard for me to say Oregon's not, might be the best team in the country. That's pretty high praise. Look, Urban Meyer's a dirtbag. He's a hell of a coach. He's a he, scumbag. He, he he knows the game inside and out. And for me, when I watch Oregon, I don't get the overwhelming dominance that you get from, like, the Georgia defense last year. But what you do get is that teams are going three and out. They're not sustaining drives. They're not breaking big plays. They get them off the field. Are they getting turnovers at an insane rate leading the countries? No. Are they getting an insane level of sacks or tackles for last last tackles for loss? No. But what they are do is playing technically sound fundamental football where you can't do a damn mm. thing consistently against them. Yep. And with that, they do it every drive. What they've and you like if you're looking for generationally good, no, they're still a long ways from that. But they're that's what really George's good. Been. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so you, maybe our brains are skewed to the idea of what the Georgia and Alabama defenses were that just broke people's backs because you could do nothing against them. But that's not college football anymore. Yeah, you can't you can't have that depth. You can't recruit like that anymore, where you've got layers and layers and layers of dudes. The incredible part of what they're doing, though. Is that if you look at what Oregon, where Oregon stacks up, not just in the conference but nationally, mm-hmm. they currently are third nationally in scoring offense, mm-hmm. and in scoring defense, they are eleventh. Yeah, what that that's, that's is what a, matters. Just that is dominance on both sides of the ball, 100%. and like that is something that it can't be discounted. And look, we can be also be honest in this and say. Oregon's schedule has not been the toughest schedule in the country, and that's okay. It's what you do against that schedule, right? And you with, with Washington, the the critics of Oregon they they are justified in this critique of saying, "Hey, they've played two really good teams, mm-hmm. one elite team, and they lost to the elite team." Yes, and, and they, I get it, and they bludgeoned the hell out of the really good team. I whole yeah, I wholeheartedly like I believe it. Like I get it. Yet did they did they scrape by at Texas Tech? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. But the thing about college football that we get lost in every single year because everybody talks about, you know, the top four teams mm-hmm. is that, you know, oh, they lost it. Winning on the road is hard. Yeah. Remember the one I keep going back to. Winning on the road is hard. Nobody talks about Georgia almost losing to Kentucky last year. Yep. Nobody mentions that when the fact that the, that Georgia team could beat an NFL team. Like they struggled with Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. That you always those scrape by games they happen. As long as you survive in advance, that's what matters. And this is where you you sit there and you're like, all right, Urban Meyer says it. We've heard Joel Klatt say it. Joel Klatt says that you know they're top two teams that he's seen all season long. 
Okay. Kirk Herbstreet on the on the college football playoff unveiling mm-hmm. had high praise for the Ducks. I, I wouldn't want to play Oregon right now. I agree. <laughs> if you're asking me, if you're asking me who I think the best team is, not the most deserving, I'm not saying they should be number one. If you're asking me who I would not want to play, it would be Oregon. That's a hurt for you. Make sure he's covering, covering all his bases. Well, there. Maybe, but I'm going to tell. I was Just tell you this. I've been, Carl, I've been saying. I think Oregon can win the national championship. Yes, they can. Uh, that's that's why I pointed it. out that yeah. they, if you look at the last couple of weeks, yeah. since the Oregon Washington game, if you said who looks like the better team, it's not close. Oregon mm-hmm. looks like the better team. They're playing really good football right now. And, like, this is where I think the hardest part for a coach and for a team is to when everybody starts talking about you in this vein. Don't get too high on your own supply. It is really stinking hard. And that is what you start fighting against is, is all right, we heard this from Lincoln Riley, and everybody's like, oh, my God, okay. Mm-hmm. The expectations yeah. got to him. Right. Expectations can get to you because it is still kids and it's very easy to let that happen. If you're not uh, Kirby, you're not Saban where you've got this to fall back on. And that is maybe where Oregon is a little bit different is that most of that staff Mm -hmm. comes from the Kirby smart Nick Saban. We have we know how to go down this road and we've seen how but you don't really know it until you're in it. Right. And in this year, they're actually in it. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Landing is ahead of schedule with what, like last year was, hey, this they're a year ahead of schedule. I still think the the depth that they've been able to put together on the defensive side of the ball is wild. Yeah, having to replace four of your five starting offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and for that O line to come together and is getting better. They did it better than USC did. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you sit there and you're like, gosh, okay. And I get it. Like it seems like there's a lot of smoke being blown, but what the coaching staff has to do is to kind of knock everybody down a peg. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Lanning does a really good job of. But the hardest part of this week isn't going to be Kirk Herbstreet or Joel Klatt or Urban Meyer saying the Ducks are so great. I think the hardest part for this team, the biggest hurdle to get over, is the fact that Dan Lanning himself has said that it was their first four quarter of football game. Like when the coach, even after the game, Lanning was smiling ear to ear, man, because mm-hmm. they played a full sixty minutes, and that may be the big, that may be a bigger hurdle to to climb over than anything else that's being said outside of that program. <laughs> you, you know, because when that when that guy is the one who says it, that's where you're like, whoa, we are, we have reached another another kind of level in our progression over the season. This season is not even close to being done, it's ramping up because they have three really tough games if they want to be in that conversation for the college football playoff. Indeed, and they have one that maybe not quite as tough Yeah, that's coming up this week against the Cal Golden Bears. We have uh, Justin Wilcox, who knows what very much what it's like to play in Otson. We'll get Dang to his right. comments and more. But first, here's the Big Kahuna with Sports Center Update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here 
Oregon is taking on the Cal Bears this weekend down at Austin in the friendly confines against a familiar foe. Oh, yeah. Justin Wilcox, who is a former Oregon Duck, played linebacker for the, the green and yellow. The, the practice fields behind uh, the outdoor practice fields mm-hmm. were the Wilcox family fields. Yeah, they're, they're named after that Wilcox. <laughs> that family. Well, yeah, you have... His father. Yeah, his dad, his uncle, his brother, yeah. and him. All playing at Oregon. They're a the first family of Oregon football. Indeed. And so very he, important. Very familiar with uh great with Austin. He said uh, when when asked about this upcoming weekend, it's a great environment to play in. And uh our guys will enjoy it. The noise is significant and we have a plan for that. But then he quickly wanted to talk about the challenge that it will I wonder I wonder what that is. Yeah, the the challenge that it will prevent uh on both sides of the ball, but he talk goes in to talk about uh, Bo Nix, who does a lot of the line of scrimmage. They have a great scheme, no doubt. Some teams, they get up there, freeze it, and everyone looks at the sideline, but Nix handles mm. a lot at the line of scrimmage, so he knows what he's doing. He does know what he's doing. Well, like he, He's the most experienced quarterback in Quite literally ever in FBS history. history. Uh, in FBS history, Bo Nix last week became, became the all-time leader in starts at 55. Yeah. He will set the record for every game he continues to start. Uh, he will go for number 56 this weekend. And I don't think any people realize this. That is a record that will never be touched again. Because of redshirt years, because of COVID years, because of everything that happens, the transfer year, everything yeah. that comes into this. The, you do the math. 12 times 4 is 48. Yeah. We're at 55, and he's going to add five more games. He's going to at 60, 61 counting, so, or potentially 62. If you had a true freshman that made the college football as they expand to 12 teams mm-hmm. if he made the college football playoff every year mm-hmm. and you, you, you add the two additional games let's say they made the the title game they won the playoff yeah. and got in yeah so they uh, you have a conference championship which you up to 13 mm-hmm. and 13 times uh four mm-hmm. would put you at 52 mm-hmm. okay then you so he'd have to play for four years in a row in a conference championship game every year and then make the college football playoff. And I mean, so you're looking at like five extra four. So you'd have to make the college football playoff two years mm-hmm. and win at least one, one game, game and then at least uh, the national championship in the other. And if, by the way, I if, mean, if you're maybe no. if you use your four no. red shirt games, if you use your four red shirt, so you play in four games as a red shirt freshman and then start. Uh-huh. The next four years, uh huh, and go, and every year you're going to the college football. Then, playoff. You're, then you're there. No, if you just do that, if you use your four red shirt games, okay, that, and then your, uh, your thirteen games over four years after that, mm-hmm. that puts you at fifty six, so right? If, if you're making the conference championship, which you, you know, if you're making the conference championship which, or a bowl game which, every year, which we know every quarterback in, in right. college football is doing that and staying in college football. Yeah, but remember, Bo Nix also uh, will have. It'll be four more games remaining this year, and plus a potentially college football or a bowl game in conference championship. So game. you're looking at five. Yeah, yeah, I think probably six. He's gonna be. Oh, I think it's a safe record. Yeah, it's a very safe record. So he has the potential to get to sixty-two. That is nuts. That's a lot of games, brother. That that's is a, so many games. That's a lot of games, and. Justin Wilcox isn't the only one here yep. who thinks that Bo Nix is special. Uh, Dan Lanning obviously has a uh, very, very incredible relationship with Bo and had more to elaborate on. Yeah, certainly my role on teams that I've been in in the past, I, I probably don't get as clean of a picture of what those quarterbacks were able to do for their team. But I'll say this, I haven't been, I've never been around a quarterback like Bo 
um, that understands what we're trying to accomplish so well. Um, and there's times that we're there as a coaching staff on the sidelines saying, okay, wait, wait, what is he checking to? Oh, all right, good. That worked, you know, and he gets it right um, a lot more often than not. And, you know, that was a, a look that we had worked a lot because it's a tough pressure to deal with. Um, and we felt like we had a really good answer if we saw it. Uh, I thought our coaching staff and the players on the field had a really clear indication of exactly what we wanted to accomplish if we saw that look. And uh, Bo did a great job of getting us into that play, and our players did a really good job of executing. Um, that happens every single week. Not every time is it a touchdown, right? But that happens every single week for us where he gets us into a play or our offensive staff identifies something that can get us into a play that we think is going to be successful, and that's just one example of it. I mean, that is a that's a glowing review from from landing that's that you the do not expect. not held back what that he's been around some really good high level quarterback play right he was at alabama mm-hmm. for a short time with nick saban he was he's seen quarterback play at a very high level with a guy who has a mastery of the offense and the system with stetson bennett mm-hmm. at uh, a Georgia. guy who spent a long time in a yeah. system and went through multiple coordinators one thing that you cannot ignore is how many snaps you take and mm-hmm. how how they, we talk about how for a freshman the game slows down the game is in slow motion for a guy like Bo Nix right mm-hmm. now because he has played at this level for so long mm-hmm. it becomes your second nature right like you go through high school and it, just think of it in your high school career right when you went from you know middle school football pop warner football to varsity football it was like a million miles an hour like i will never forget that my freshman year of high school i played varsity football and mm-hmm. i was just the going, first time you step on the field this is so much faster the first three reasons i went I from made. eighth grade to varsity <laughs> football and nothing in between i was just like this is not i'm not i'm not ready for this and it was it was so fast and it took me a couple of weeks to to catch up to it but by the time you're a senior, everything is slowed down. Mm-hmm. Now take two extra years and go like it is when you go back and you look at it, you're like, this is so slow. Think about the difference here. again. So slow. And that's what Bonix is yeah. doing. He was 18. Remember at Auburn, he was 18. He will be 24 in February. Yep. Think about how different of a human being you were at 18 and 24. That's nuts. That, that That's I mean, there's just no way to cut that up. That's not two different humans. When, when it, when you have that and what he's been able to do, and the microscope has always been on Bo too. And I think that's something that he's okay with. And I think his between the years, he's able to handle everything and all the outside noise so much better. Is because uh, I remember watching. I remember vividly watching the Elite Eight or Elite Eleven, Elite Eight, the Elite Eleven, when he was you know, heading into his senior year of high school and they're like, Hey, here's the Auburn commit, you know, Bo Nix and the number one dual threat quarterback in the country in how he just was like composed through all of it. And th- that wiring is going to serve him really well because it's, it, it got to him. It got to him in his early years at, at Auburn, which it does to damn near everybody. The, the, the rarity is the, the Caleb Williams types who get thrown to the fire immediately at Oklahoma and you go, oh. oh. But that's that's the one in a million. That uh, doesn't happen, even for the greats. Yeah, I'm really wondering what 
his NFL, what his NFL valuations look like because he did go through so many curveballs at mm-hmm. at Auburn and what what he's if, overcome. What if that's going to be a knock on him or it's going to be a benefit? Yeah because of what he changed in his narrative once he left the shadow of his of his dad at Auburn, when he left his home state mm-hmm. and everything he knew, and then he came to Oregon and really was transformed, been thriving. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you and I have talked about this off air. He's going to be a 27-year-old rookie. I mean, yeah, he'll be, he'll be out there at 24 and 25 years old in his first year, but it, would it be a terrible thing if he came out there and he was likable Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Like, I, I, we bash Kirk, but Kirk's better than 99% of the quarterbacks that have ever played the game. Yeah. Like, if, He's really if good. we're being serious and we take all the BS out of it, like, yes, does he have stupid stuff that he does? Certainly. But if you look at the history of the NFL, he's in the top probably like 95th and up percentile. How many quarterbacks fail in that league? A lot. Most of them. Most of them. Most of them. Especially guys that are brought in to be backups like he was. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, I look at Bo. Is there anything that I'm blown away by? No. But yeah. there's one thing that I look at that I really appreciate. And there's, I know he can make the throws. It's his composure. Yeah. I don't, like, you've you've been around him. You've heard him talk. I've heard him talk in interviews. And it's there's something there with him where I go, I, I trust him. Yep. And if you can trust the guy from day one. I think you can get a little bit out of him. Yep. So, it w- like in the other thing that it will be a knock on Bo's evaluations is he is old. Sure. And his average depth of throw in college football is the shortest. Yeah, and that's it, a, that's it's going to be a market's thrown against him, but it it, it no, is reality. It it is one hundred percent reality. It is like no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But what Bo has got, like. Which I am. When you're completing 80%, though. <laughs> he's completing 80% of his passes. He has a ton of drops. Yeah. On the balls, specifically. How many times have you gone, oh, it's there? And either he's overthrown it by a little bit, too, mm-hmm. or it's just like, boom, and, and it's, it's dropped. Like mm-hmm. you sit there and you go, like, that is something he will definitely need to work on. But if you're looking at, like, even if you're a career backup, mm-hmm. That's really. I would love to have Taylor that. Taylor he's making fourteen million dollars right now. Living that life, living I, that life. I would take one of those millions. Yeah, me too. One would be good. I'd take one off him. One, yeah. yeah. Just peel one off. You know what, Taylor? We'll do that for you. Yeah. You can handle thirteen and be a deer in the headlights. Sure. Oh, I love it. All right. After this, we'll put a bow on this show like that. Ooh. Yeah, that's right, Jeff Rust. That's it. a Jeff Rust punny <laughs> like. Jeff is so mad at you right now. He's going to, like, twist your words into a negative drop. Uh, Jeff's like, I can't believe you did that to me. We're going to tie a bow on this show and hand it off to uh, Isaac Asuka at primetime. Coming up next year on Danny and Dusty, Danny the Fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. We had the NFL trade deadline come and go with some pretty big transactions. The Washington Commanders moved off two premier pass rushers, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Uh, the 49ers gave up a compensatory third-round pick for Chase Young, knowing full well that if Chase Young left, they would get... 
a compensatory third round pick in return. So if he walked, they gave up something that they're going to get right back. It counties, Me- no counties. Meanwhile, Chicago Bears gave up a four reels second round pick for Montez Sweat, and he made his introductory press conference and he said, ha ha, not so fast, oh, my friends. This is not good. This is not good at all. Yeah, if, you're, if you haven't been following along with uh, what the Bears have, have done. So. Our sister station, 670 in, in Chicago, uh, Chris Emmett covers a team really well for them. He's diving into this, and he said, Montez Sweat confirmed to the media upon his re- arrival that he hasn't agreed to an extension, nor has he discussed an extension with the Chicago Bears during his trade. He said, I just want to consider everything around me before I make a decision. This may be mm. like the second worst trade in the NFL. Because Deshaun Watson's going to take it. But this is like <laughs> the active trades in the NFL. This is horrible for Chicago. You're giving up a second round pick for what? And a, and a second round pick for the Bears is right now anticipated to be the 34th or 35th pick in the draft. In month, that is a late first. In, that's a, that, that is a guy you could project to be a starter or contributor at some point. Sure. You may lose, and I understand the whole Montez Sweat is, he's proven. It's it's the known versus the unknown of a draft, and I get that yeah, aspect of it. But you could also get him in free agency but next summer. get us what? He's not going to be a plane for you yeah. next year if you run him off like you've run everybody else off. Think of the, think of why would Montez Sweat want to play in Chicago when they are one a dumpster fire and a yes. mess. Their fans are even mad at the team because they're moving the stadium out outside of Soldier Field and they're building in was it Highland Park? Yes. A, All a of their stadium. stars have wanted to leave. Jalen Johnson tried to leave the trade deadline, but wasn't given enough time to find a trade. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> the defensive coordinator resigned amid reports that were out there about the FBI kicking in the doors of Hallis Hall. Yeah, remember weird. that? Do we yeah. remember that? Remember, weird how we haven't heard a peep about that, which means it's not good. Well, the, they did say there's that that didn't happen. The FBI didn't come and knock down the not, door. Not Hallis Hall, but his his uh, his resignation was HR related. Mm-hmm. This week, this week, mm-hmm. their running backs coach resigns. Something to do HR related and the behavioral team had, issues. The team had to come I out. And he was dismissed. Yeah, like, they yeah. fired him. He didn't resign. The team had to come out and say, "Yeah, this was HR related, but not related to anything the defensive coordinator did, yeah. which was also HR related." What is happening? Yeah, and again, uh, remind me, Khalil Mack still a bear? No, oh, man. So you, you've got Jalen Johnson who's trying to get out of there, who's been very good for them. Khalil Mack who wanted out of there immediately, and now you've got Montez Sweat looking around going. Why would well, I want to be here? Chase Claypool, too. Remember, Chase, yes, Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool gets traded there, and he wants out of there immediately. Are you picking up what folks are putting down? Yeah, that's not a very high-functioning... Uh, the, the Raiders are impressed. Yeah. So, good luck. Defense may be pretty good, though. <clears throat> Maybe pretty good. My God. You never know. Yeah, they, uh, that's, that's a big old fail if they don't hold on to Montez Sweat. Now... Can they hold on to Montez Sweat? Honestly, holding on to him is sure. still probably a fail because you could have used the second-round pick on yeah. literally anything else and signed him in the offseason. Yeah, I get that. 
for the known versus the unknown because if you get if he's given the chance like this at least you can win him over it, having him in building even though everything that i just said contradicts anybody him wanting to say huh? but if he can de- if you can develop and foster some relationships with him i understand why they would do that and say hey this is a guy that, that we know what he can be we just need to butter him up and make him happy while he's here because everything outside of this would never let lead anybody to willingly walk towards that and say hey i want to be a part of this so maybe that's their angle i'm trying to be devil's advocate here i'm not i don't think it's gonna work no i think it's a terrible idea and they're gonna end up pissing away a second round pick and i'm gonna laugh at them no matter what daniel sun over here says we will not be talking about the in-season tournament tomorrow <laughs> it's football friday tomorrow I will find a way. Uh, But coming up next, we do have Football Friday. I'm excited for Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Um, Coming up next, so you got four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's Mm. prime time with Isaac and Souk. Thanks for listening on the fan, the Odyssey app, HD2 on 99.5, or YouTube.com slash 1080 AM, the fan, where you can subscribe. Have a great Thursday. See you Friday on the fan. Mm, Bye. Balls may come flying at your face. The ashtray. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.